Hello and welcome to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass with the support of the National Lottery and Leicestershire County Council, in which we explore the impact of music on our lives. My name is Kim Burley-Jones and I'm one of the directors of Drum and Brass. In today's episode, I'm talking to John Sinclair. John has a background as a radio presenter and sports commentator and following a spell on university radio, spent 25 years working for the BBC. He left BBC Radio Leicester in 2013 and currently broadcasts on Carillion Wellbeing Radio and Hermitage FM, both of which are community stations which broadcast on the internet. John also supports Drum and Brass with technical advice and practical help, including producing some of our podcast episodes. So John Sinclair, thank you for all the work you've done supporting this podcast so far with all the helping with the editing and so on um, and the recording. And uh, it's great to be talking to you today about music and the influence of music on your life. Yes, kind of unexpected, but nice to be doing it as well. As Obviously, I'm used to being more in the background here. Yes. So I know from many things that you said in the past that music has always been central in your life. Um, tell us about your early memories of, of how music was in, how music became put important to you. Well, my dad and well, my parents really were into music. Uh, big radio in the kitchen, buying tape recorders, cassette machines when they came out, reel-to-reel tape. Uh, you know, my first record player I remember getting and buying that stands by Chris Montez and playing that. And then from there it was uh, getting the local people into my house to dance to music and that kept went to school and and so on and so forth so I kind of grew up with it and my parents were into dancing so they went to local clubs and I was used to hearing you know watching them dance to, to music so music was always kind of part of my my life really and when I did have a, a little job at the butcher shop first thing I used to do was go into town to Boots to buy the latest record. So how was it that you found yourself becoming a DJ? Uh, well, that's kind of started at school. I used to do kind of little Friday lunchtimes in the gym. And then obviously when they had dances at the end of the year, I kind of uh, looked to try and do that. I was interested in being in a band at one point, but couldn't really play guitar. So I, I tried to support bands as well uh, in other venues around town uh, in the kind of Loughborough area. Uh, but school disco became one of the things I did maybe a couple of times a year. Then it was doing mobile discos before I got into the club scene. And what was it about playing music and running discos that was important to you? Well, I I seem to have a knack of playing the right music in the right order. I know that sounds a bit stupid, but when you've got people dancing, you've got to have a a kind of instinct for what might work next. And I seem to have that instinct without having to think about it. Uh, Because I remember when I did one night in a club, uh, which out of the blue, it's a big club in Loughborough. And after I'd done the gig, they offered me the job six nights a week. So I had to go home to my parents and say, look, I know I've got this day job in an office, but I've been offered this job, which was about twice as much money, uh, for working in a nightclub. That lasted about 
eight months uh, and then I got a job in a different club and it kind of went from there really. Mm. And were you involved in other other events? Did you do weddings? Yeah, I mean, when I was doing mobile discos, I suppose that's how you start. I've still got a picture lying around of some very old speakers I had the decks you used to use. It's all iTunes and stuff now, isn't it? But yeah, so it was doing weddings for friends and so on and you get recommended by other people um yeah it was that sort of thing before the the clubs came along and obviously once I was doing clubs I didn't really have time to do the other stuff Mm. do you think it had much of an impact on you and your well-being yes I think so because I think I'm I'm getting something from it and also the people that I'm playing to hopefully they get well-being from listening to it dancing to it just digging around to it or whatever they're doing to it so it is about making feel making people feel better isn't it certainly and you see it, the instant reaction. But then when I went into doing hospital radio, there was a different sort of communication there because you go into the studio, you learn how to use the kit, which is slightly different. And then you go around the hospital and asking people what they would like to hear. Ah. Um, so that maybe cheer them up having the conversation. So there's an element there of interaction that they don't get maybe too much of. They've got visiting time and nurses, but maybe spend a bit of time with them, chatting to them about why they picked that track. And then you go back to the studio later on, play the record and talk about what you talked about with them. So there's a double whammy for them because they hear what you've got from talking to them. So that's another feel-good thing. And that's really what hospital radio is really good for. And that was my first experience of doing um, doing that sort of radio. In fact, I remember I was given the chart show because I remember Bohemian Rhapsody was out, so I had to allow about six minutes at the end of each hour uh, to get that in. But obviously it gave me experience of interacting with people in that situation and using that on the radio. Mm. And when people make requests to radio shows, there's always something very personal about the songs that they've chosen, isn't there? And it often has... Uh, associations with specific part times in their lives yeah and partners and events and very often you'd ask about that why do you pick that so they give you and then you can relate that back to other people later on when mm. you're on the radio yeah yeah it's all about yeah. that interaction so in your own personal life and um, you've talked about watching people enjoying themselves and they're dancing you've talked about um talking to people in the in the hospital and then playing something that's been of significance to them what do you think to what extent do you think playing music has had an impact on your own um mental mood well obviously usually very positive because i'm, I'm used to picking the records that i play i did university radio as well and that that way you're playing to the halls of residence much younger audience of course um, and you might mention that, I mean, I mentioned one day that I wanted a cup of tea and, you know, five girls turned up with cups of tea and laughing and enjoying the music and requesting music. So there's always a different element to what people get out of it. But but obviously I'm in the position where I'm, you know, trying to make people happy and trying to make people enjoy what they're listening to and a- enabling them to interact with what I'm doing. And then obviously went on to to work for the BBC in sports initially, uh, but there's even music associated with that because when you go to a football match, cricket match, whatever, uh, there's an element of music to introduce what you're doing. So, mm. uh, And certainly they, they're very um, careful how they choose the music they play in the stadium, aren't they? Um, 
Yeah, it's a bit louder now than it used to be. Yeah, <laughs> there's, sure. more, there's more of it than there used to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even in cricket, there's music to introduce now. It's quite a big event now. 2020 cricket's come through. Mm. Uh, so I did sport on the BBC for some years, but I also did uh, a new music show. Now, that's where you're introducing local acts to local people. So you get you know local acts into the studio to play live, or give you a recording, and you're kind of introducing them to the public at large. You know, some of those acts went on to do bigger things. So again, it's making the artist as happy as the people listening to it. So there's a like a double element to it, really, because you try to, you know, in, in, uh, engage them with the wider population. Mm. And have you played music yourself you mentioned that you tried to play guitar as a younger person and, and found that difficult yeah and um, now as, as an adult as, as an older person do you enjoy any music well, the only music? thing i tried to play was bongos or any sort of drumming with the hands really uh because at university they used to have these jam sessions and sometimes they'd be brave enough to get on stage and have a go don't do it too seriously i've done it at church you know recently as well I enjoy it, but it's not a profession. It's more a bit of fun now and again, really, because mm. I'm still doing radio. And interestingly, I'm doing uh, a station called Carillon uh, Wellbeing Radio. This is Carillon Wellbeing Radio. Hello, welcome along. John Sinclair in the chair for the next hour. Coming up, we'll feature tracks from the years of 1977, 1981, 1964 and 1996 and of course we'll mix in the current stuff as well that's been set up uh, initially uh, to be piped it was initially the idea was to pump it into care homes and other places like that to, to make it's like a hospital situation really but obviously now it's kind of broadcast and it would be picked up in doctor's surgeries and so on that was the initial idea not sure whether it's got to that point but it's still broadcast now um, into the Colville, Leicestershire area, mm-hmm. alongside Hermitage FM, which I also do. Uh, but the idea there is the well-being factor is to play music to make you know, put, put a smile on people's faces, really. Yeah. So we've got lots of people doing radio, and that's a seven-day-a-week thing. So you've got poetry on a Sunday, you've got all sorts of different sorts of music, depending on depending on what sort of thing you're into, really. So you can pick and choose what you want to listen to. So it's good to be part of that, really, because that's aimed specifically at making people feel better. Yeah, yeah. So could you imagine your life, how it may have been different if you hadn't been um, somebody who made music so central to what you do? I can't imagine what it would be like. It's been my life, still is my life, and will be my life forever. I don't see it being any different. Uh, I, I did worry because I used to go a lot of big gigs and, you know, people talk about DJs getting deaf and stuff like that. That was a worry, but it's never been a problem. Mm. Uh, you know, I know some band members and other people that, you know, it's kind of given them a slight deafness, but I've not had that problem, like, you know, touch wood. Yeah. Um, so I'm still enjoying it and I'm still doing it five days a week so so if people want to hear your show tell us when they can hear you and and how to well, tune in well carillon wellbeing radio uh, everything's on the internet now so it's carillon uh, com, and i'm on that radio station five days a week uh, from 10 in the morning for an hour uh it's monday to friday and hermitage fm it's the same program but it's uh 
uh, repeated later on Hermitage FM uh, between four and five. And on Fridays, it's two hours, but other days it's for an hour. So that's hermitagefm.com. So either or, really. Cool. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. And thank you very much, as I said at the beginning, for the support you give to this podcast, helping us to get the uh, intros and outros recorded. And um, may there be many more songs. You don't even have to give me credit next time I do it, then. (laughs) Thanks very much. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass, a community interest company focusing on music for community well-being, with safety, inclusivity and diversity at its core. Thank you for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and you'll hear about the next episode as soon as it drops. And do take a look around the Drum and Brass website, drumandbrass.co.uk, to find out about our many other projects. Our special thanks go to our guest John Sinclair, to our funding partners, the National Lottery and Leicestershire County Council, to our producer Davina Wilson, and to you for listening today. Drum and Brass, putting music in the community and the community in music with a vision for doing music differently. Thank you.